Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunderback once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Shout out to our official sponsor, Be Good Dispensaries, over there on 11 West Hamden and on 120th off the highway across from Boondocks. And we got another special show for you today, man. We got a beast in the house. I don't even know where I start, man. Graffiti writer, graffiti bomber, dope graphic artist, tattoo artist. The list fucking goes on and fucking on and on. We got Big Tusk One in the building. What up? EMF, TKO. How's it going, brother? 26R, L4WO. It's going good, man. Yeah, chilling, chilling, huh? You all dressed in red today, bro. I ain't ever seen you dressed <laughs> in red. You gangbanging today or what? Hell fucking no. You li- I, mean, I mean, you live in the North North. I'm not going to say where you live, <laughs> but I mean, th- have they initiated you in yet or what? Oh, hell no. For real? Because you got a red hat, red hoodie. I mean, if you had some red shoes, man, it might, you might be gang affiliated, homie. It is one of my favorite colors. And For real? Yeah. I never knew that. I mean, not that I'm supposed to know, but I would have never guessed. If they'd have said, what is fucking Tuss favorite color I'd have never guessed red is being Tuss favorite color it's more like my second orange is my first alright alright hell yeah well shit man this is your first time here man like kind of let them know like a little bit about you how you kind of made your way from Denver I know you're from Portland right originally yeah I was uh, born in Portland Oregon and uh, that's where I'm from originally but I, I moved back and forth from there and here like most of my life so Kind of. Were you going back and forth or? Yeah, I'd go out there and see my family, my friends, and I would just stick out there, you know, for a while, paint, hang out, just do whatever. And then I had friends out here because of, uh, you know, I met a bunch of fools and I repped SK back in the day. So I kind of bounced back and forth with my friends out here and crew out here and back home and my family shit and my friends out there. And you had family out here, right? Yeah. So you were kind of getting that West Coast, you know, Influence as well as that Mile High City influence, right? Yep, probably more specifically like the Northwest. Right. You know, yeah, the there's, there's a difference, but. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, but the, I mean, it's heavily influenced by obviously the West Coast, LA graffiti, you know. Uh, that style's pretty much everywhere, especially when you're from the West Coast, but yeah, you get up north and it's a little darker, more right. rain and shit. More so rain. just kind more of. More gloomy. A, more of a. You know, got the hipster vibe, you know, like a lot of activists and shit. Portland's crazy. A lot of people talk shit about it, but I love that city. Right. It's pretty crazy. Hey, when did you kind of like first get into hip-hop? Was it graffiti or was it the music or was it dancing or were you trying to make, you know, trying to DJ? How did that happen? So hip-hop, I always kind of fucking listened to it because, you know, my brother gangbanged and I was around that shit. But I was into skateboarding and that kind of got me into more like, underground hip-hop and, and I, I definitely into graffiti. see that from you because you've put me onto some groups that i've never would have probably come across like greaves yeah and he's that's just pretty hard you know i didn't even know he's from fort collins you know what i mean you put me yeah, on well he shit. lived there he's from the northwest too yeah i think but yeah and he tags too um i think because i've seen some of his stuff in seattle when i go up there so mm-hmm. so you but, said you started listening to the music first through your brother yeah, I, I mean, if you really took it back, like, graffiti-wise, instead of just hip-hop or, you know, those things, it's, like, you know, around gang graffiti, you know, and I always thought, like, tagging was cool and shit, so that kind of pulled me into, like, hip-hop itself. Right. I was kind of into graffiti before I knew it was an element of hip-hop, you know, it was, like, a, just seeing my brother's friends and them do, like, gang tags and shit, which are, I still think are fresh, if they're done right, but... 
Yeah, no, that's for real. Kinda... Like the gang graffiti is like the shit. That LA gang graffiti is the fuck cholo shit is the shit. Yeah, everywhere has their little styles of that stuff, but yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of the first thing you start seeing or what? Yeah, that's the first thing that influenced me as far as graffiti wise. I probably was into graffiti before I was fully into hip hop, I think, you know? And we're, did so, you start off like picking up hand styles from like the gang graffiti? Yeah, I was just trying to bite what they were doing. I was writing some stupid shit, you know. Do you remember Dr- what you wrote first? Your first name or what? Uh, yeah, it was Ioki or <laughs> I-O-K-E. I-O-K-E. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And how'd you come up with that name, Ioki? I just liked the letters, you know. It's just the way it was shaped. I don't know. I just liked it. It's, it's not even a word, you know. So. How old were you when you caught like your first couple tags? Do you remember? Were you real young? Yeah, I mean, I was like nine or ten. But when I first started, like, getting tags with, like, tips and, like, kind of understand what it was, you know, it was probably between 12 and 13. Okay. So. And how did, how did you kind of, like, start, like, taking it serious or kind of, like, stepping your game up? I actually met my – I had a bunch of friends that kind of did graffiti, but uh, my buddy Lust from Denver, he uh, – I met him skateboarding with some of my friends, and I seen him getting tags, and he has, like, still to this day, probably one of my favorite hand styles because he was doing it way before everyone was doing it, but now you see his shit, and you're like, oh, people do that. But, like, he was like... Now it's the norm. Back then it was like, yeah, it's just tight. But a weird kind of calligraphy, choppy, mm-hmm. you know, hand style. But, like, I seen what he was doing, and he just had cool tags, and he was putting them in cool spots. Like, still to this day, if I had to, like, pick... Any of the aspects of graffiti, you know, piecing, bombing, whatever, it would be tagging, just straight up tagging. Tagging your numero uno? That's just my favorite shit. Like, Explain that, why? It's meditative, and really when you, like, if you're, like, really, like, a cutty person, I don't give a fuck if you suck at tagging, you have a good tag, whatever, but if you do a lot of tagging, and you try to get, like, all city or whatever, you know, and you get into the cutty shit, you start developing appreciation for your city, you see all the crevices and you see all the dirty shit. You just see crazy shit. It's just a crazy experience when you're really heavily into it and you like do a lot of it. It's just it's fucking it's interesting, you know. What do you when like someone tells you like when you're painting because you do pieces too? Yeah. And I've no I know people have come up to you and said this before. It's a classic phrase, but when they come up to you and said, "I love your murals and I love your pieces, but I hate that damn tagging." <laughs> shit. Yeah, they don't. Well, they don't understand what's really going on. Can you explain that to them? Like the essence and like without the tag. Yeah, there's know. some graffiti documentaries, quote unquote, that talk about it. But I don't know. It's like you wouldn't have. I mean, you wouldn't have anything if you didn't have the tag first. Exactly. Period. Like that's why you know even some people in our crew they're not like all about tags, but I always promote it everyone's like oh freeway spots rooftops fucking paint 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 which is dope you gotta have everything if you're about about it yeah i look at it like your toss-ups your pieces whatever your legal bullshit is like the power pellets when you play pac-man and your tags are like the small pellets you know it's like what holds everything together you know it's like the glue and i always say too how well do you know your city if you don't ever get a lot of tags in your city or like king your city in that aspect of just tagging because it's it's so much more than a lot of people think you know and of course it takes more skill probably to paint a big ass wall and do pieces and shit but you know i have an okay tag and i've been doing i'm fucking old as fuck and i've been doing it for a while and i still barely have a few that i'm comfortable with but 
I like my pieces usually, and you know, it's not. I don't know. There's just a lot to tags. Like people that tag, they know. They right. they know what I'm talking about. It's just there's something about it. You know, it's like that exploratory thing. It's like adventuring and shit. You know. Right. It's crazy. Um, I hate doing this, but who are some of the cats in the town over like the years that are good with the tags? That you know what I mean? That kind of are on that level. Ugh, fuck people. You're gonna hate me for some of this shit because I'm not gonna say every. But there's not that many for me, but. Right. I hate to admit it, but that fucking dude Goo gave me, like, maybe pay attention to my hand styles. You know, we might not be cool anymore. All our shit's squashed or whatever, but, you know, we don't have a lot of love for each other. But I have to say, he helped me get my, my tag game on point because I was always, like, artsy-fartsy and doing weird shit, stencils. Right. and. But him, you know, he still does shit, you know. You got to fucking, I don't know, like, nobody likes that fool, but you got to recognize when it's still around and it is is what it is. I definitely give it up to voice. He, uh, like sometimes when I first started, like really getting up heavily, like I couldn't believe some of the places this fool had tags. It was just like, and can you give like a couple examples? I don't know. So like, I don't know. Would you give props to like a writer for it? Someone that like tags a lot like, is their tag placement. Right. So, so kind of like some. It was in every shit. city, everywhere you go, in the weirdest spot. You'd like down low on a pole or a little cutty inside, like in between two signs, weird spots Just to get tagged. So that weirdo spots. Like the other, hate writers. to say it, but taggers or writers will see. Will see, and the the common person or the lame won't know. You be walking around, you'll catch that shit inside your eye, or you hopped up on a dumpster, put your bike up against the sign, and just you know. Fucking risk busting your asses for a fucking little tag, you know? But in the weirdest spot. And those things run for fucking... I can... I've seen tags of mine that are fucking 18, 19 years old just recently. Same with voice and shit like that. Um, I know that dude Dime back in the day, too. He had really cool tags and tag placement. I know he still does shit out there, but he was one of them I thought was tight. The homie Quote always had a trippy little hand style and... He used to get a lot of tags and then shit, so... And real quick, we can't leave out Fever. Oh, uh, yeah. F- yeah, Fever's hand styles. Like, that kid... Did, ah, fuck. He didn't even get started, bro. He's ahead of his he, time. He was like... He was just, like, waiting for his time, I think, or something. He was just... He was so hard on himself, he wouldn't, like... Was he his biggest critic? Yeah, for sure. Fuck, yeah. Did he think, like, like he his shit wasn't, like... Like on that level, he used to always say it was all right. Yeah, that's what he said. It's all right. Or he would say like, one time he was talking to me, and he was like, "Dude, I really want to paint with you and Shoe, but I'm not on your guys' level." I'm like, "You are, man. You just gotta paint with people like that, like us or whoever. You know, someone that's in your eyes better than you. Learn from it. You know." But yeah, he never fully got fully started. And I I met Fever when he was, I I want to say eleven. He got put in uh, his first graffiti crew was SK. He got put in that in NORAD's mom's backyard in like a SK party. And how old was he? he he's was like young. he's like eleven, right. dude. He was like heard my son's bit, age, yeah. dude. Like you guys put him down in the crew. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, he was about it. He just came in the backyard and he's like, "What's up, guys?" You know that shit. But yeah, man, he has. I could imagine the hand styles he had that no one's seen. You know? Right. It's that fucking alcohol. Those fucking poisonous bitches, man. They'll fucking hold the motherfucker back. But, yeah. He has fuck has some cool-ass hand styles. The homie Trek has some cool hand styles, too. He His tag kind of looks like yours. 
Yeah, he was. He, he admits it. He was influenced by me. You know, we all have our influences for sure. You know, but uh, he still got good hand styles. He just needs to do it more, there, buddy. <laughs> uh, hey, well, I know you were big time in graffiti, but honestly, like to me, it sounds like you were just big time in hip hop because you you did a little all rap the band, elements, you said, you know, everything, even breakdance. Yeah. Right? I, yep. I was just uh, hanging out that Who's Shining show and watching those fools break. I'm like, damn, I used to be all right at that, but not at my age no more, no. But yeah, I was in all the elements. Like <laughs> You break a hip or something like me. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's a risk. pop lock, that's about it. I can't hit the floor or nothing. That's take a risk dancing, not break dancing, because I will break something. But yeah, I was always into, like, yeah, I got heavily into hip-hop, like, fast, and I started understanding what it was, and I was figuring, like, if you're going to be into it, you know, you got to do at least, I don't know, it's easy to get good at one mm-hmm. element. You know, you could fucking, yeah, that's easy shit. You can get really good at that if you're dedicated and you focus and you understand your history and, you know, how to learn and shit. But getting good or at least decent at every element, I think is, you know, that was my goal. I thought that shit was like tight. And you just always on, you know. It's like your force fields, you know, like battle ready and shit, you know? You're ready to go. Yep. Now it's different, right? Yeah. People I mean, people don't know about the history. People don't really put in the work. I, IG's kind of, you know. You know what trips me out about that? Is people won't know their history, but they're fucking super talented. They have the, especially, I'm going to say specifically in graffiti, people will have the talent and the skill set and all the bells and whistles, good letter structure, effects, all that shit, but then they don't know their history or they don't do illegal graffiti. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, people get pissed when you say this, but if even if you have the best hand style, the best piecing style, best everything, you're good at all your shit, but then you don't do illegal shit, I'm just kind of like, you do artwork, right. you know, and you kind of do... You're an artist. Yeah. And like you do it real. in the urban style or graffiti-esque style. There's but not, you're, not you're, at all. you're an artist. But yeah, the history thing is what bothers me, you know. Explain I, to them what like a real graffiti writer is. We can't, You touched it a little bit, but tell them what a real graffiti writer is. <sighs> like a real, like just one that's on point or just with the... Ta- like everything or just like tagging? Like for... Okay, for me, a real writer is someone that does illegal shit... But the thing is, for me, is it doesn't even matter how much you do right. as long as you stay consistent. Like, there's a lot of people that get really good at graffiti. They fucking shine. They kill it. But then they fall off. They got, like, these three, four-year careers. Right. And I get it. They're going to go off, do their graphic design shit and whatever, their music shit, whatever they do. But for me, a real graffiti art is someone that's constantly evolving, even if it's, like, baby steps. Mm-hmm. And someone that's persistent and continues to do it. You know, as they exist, you don't just do it for like a couple summers or some shit. You know, like if I'm, I'm in my my late 40s and I still go on mile long walk missions just to get right. tags. You know, whenever I can afford it, I'll go out of state. I'm always down to paint and do shit. You know, it's just like a real writer is someone that's passionate about it and is persistent with it and consistent with it in some forms. Like you can fall off and right. come back, but as long as you're consistent and put in a little bit of work. Yeah, as long as you just keeping it out there. Yep. And I think the illegal part of it, you know, it's the kind of the definition of what graffiti is, is. I think that's the main thing, just getting up in the streets. That's graffiti. Yep. Simply put, that's straight up graffiti. 
And then like we we were kind of you were kind of adding on to that like what's a top notch graffiti graffiti writer like the best say the best of the best I mean I think if someone's like top of their game if you're a king what what is a king a king is someone like I said is persistent Mm -hmm. that they have everything you know you can that's what I'm getting at right there you have you don't have the best hand style say you have a good hand style you can piece. You can do bubbles. You can do you straight throwies, letters, yeah. throwies. You do a roller. It, and the more important thing is too is like, and you always, I'll even admit it, it's hard for me sometimes to stay humble or not exert an ego and shit. But it's important to fucking like notice it and like remember who your influences are and all that shit. Like again, back to your history. So like, and it's like Pay some of the homage. You know, uh, I hate doing that just because, but. Like, I'll say right now, the people that fucking have been pushing me, like, I finally met that full tumor, and, like, that motherfucker's just, like, in your face, honest, bro. Like, you just, at no half filter. the time, no filter, but, you know, I'm older. I'm, like, that fool's age, and the way his mentality was, I was just like, all right, kind of made me think a little bit differently about graffiti, and it, it, and it's very rare that you meet people like that, you know? Shoes, one of them, like... That motherfucker, I remember when he was little, and then he just, fuck, he's just, like, good at everything, bro, and he mm-hmm. does it fast, effortlessly and shit like, like that. nothing. Yeah. And, I like, I'm a artsy motherfucker, and I got a lot of skill set, but sometimes that fool just does shit so effortlessly, I'm just like, whoa, all right, maybe I should put in more work or something, because, I mean, some people are nat- more naturally talented than others, especially when it comes to art, but that fool's just naturally fucking talented, like, pretty much, probably be good at whatever he does, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So... I don't know. My influences is definitely, definitely shoe right now. He's a he's a huge influence, in like far as style goes, because that fucker just pulls anything out of his ass all the time, and it's and it's and it's not just like all right. It's like it's the like, first time he did it, and it's good. Uh-huh. It's like he's like fuck you, dude. Like Jesus Christ. But no, nah, he's yeah, he's one of my main influences right now because, which is weird because it kind of switches because. I remember when he was younger and I was kind of putting him on a little bit. And then that's another thing that's tight about like graffiti too, or even hip hop is you like, you'll turn somebody onto some shit and then they'll get better than you. And then you're learning from him. Like to me, that's like, fuck, that's like the Holy grail of shit. That's you know kind of like I mean? real G shit though, man. Cause I, I yep. kind of go by the same philosophy. I don't care if you're 18, 22, 30, whatever, you could be younger than me and I could definitely learn something from you. See, and I, I, I'm one of those people that, all the ego bullshit aside, I want to be around people that I'm going to learn some shit yeah, from. Inspire. Like, straight up, like, if we could be homies and good friends, but I'm not going to look up to your ass if you're not teaching me some shit and helping me grow, you know? Like, a lot of people think that's conceited or fucking self-centered or whatever, but it's like, for me, that's... I mean, that's your life, my life. I like to learn shit. I, lo- I love information. I like challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's dope about graffiti, dude. Like, <laughs> I know people say it, but a lot of people that do art, they just sit in the fucking room, which I have a studio, and I love just sitting in my room getting all fucked up on edibles broad day, building my models and painting and making shit. But the whole, like, it's kind of hard to explain, like, when you do graffiti, the elements can change, dude. It's just everything in a split second. It could be different, and it's illegal. There's you never know 
You could premeditate. What's gonna go down? Yeah, you could premeditate everything, sketch it, plan and it. Everything fucking, could go left as soon as you get yeah. there. Yeah, and you know, and then it becomes about the execution. You know, like a good example of that shit that gets kind of crazy is like definitely not to keep bringing up shoe, but we go bombing and like we're walking up to a spot we know is just fucking stupid. Like, dude, this is like <laughs> like a high risk spot, right? Hot boy shit. Yeah, and he'll be like, I don't know, man. I'm like, nah, you stop. You're being a pussy, dude. Everything's cool. And then he's like, all right, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then I'll get scared. Just right. get all nervous. He's like, dude, you're just fucking, nah, you're cool. So anyways, no matter what, once we get out and walk towards the spot, like, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it almost seems like regardless of the risk, it's just going to happen. It's just going you know down. What I mean? And, dude, that's a whole beauty inside itself, man. Like, you're the only person in that spot in that time, and you just kind of shift through it, and you know, like hydroplane through it, and then you get away with it. Just all based on like balls and a little bit of little bit of fucking like knowledge and skill set, but mostly like doing crazy shit with graffiti is just having balls, you know. Just doing it, stepping up to the mic, not thinking about it really. Yeah, you gotta think about it, but when it happens, sometimes you don't just think about it. You just kind of just let it happen, but you gotta stay focused and shit. But yeah, like that's the thing, dude. Graffiti, it's the thing that's. I could honestly say I'm addicted to it, and it's this thing that stuck with me most with my whole in my whole since I started doing it. It's just something I know never go away. You know, that's what you're talking about. That's what a real writer is to me. Not to say I'm a real writer, right. but someone that's that passionate about it. Where it's, it's like your life. Yeah, it's like woven. You're like it's woven in my shit. You know what I mean? It's part of your DNA. Yep. As far as the graffiti, or I mean, just hip hop, graffiti is definitely my favorite element. You know? Hell yeah. Hey, for all the New Jacks, real quick, we never really did this, but let's break down these graffiti rules because a lot of these fools don't even know them. <laughs> what are they now? Though? Right? But I mean, you know, fuck. traditionally, I'm going to let you explain it because you're the expert. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. It's weird now, but usually you don't go over someone unless in your mind you feel like you're better than them. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, like on a legal wall. That kind of pertaining to like pieces. Like if you can't burn the person that's already there, you really shouldn't be going over them. Dude, and I'll say this right now. There's some motherfuckers... I see going over people's tags with fucking filling toss-ups, and those tags are, like, fucking sick. decades ahead of their game, you know? And, like, you know, traditionally, they would, you'd say, you know, like, the whole tag and then toss-up over a tag, burner, which you can argue if this is even the right term, but a burner over a toss-up and then a piece over a burner, mm-hmm. you know? But then when it gets to that point, it's like, you know, that's where like a lot of the ego shit kicks in. Right. But that's at the, for me is like, even if your shit's not the greatest and you've been around for painting for 30 years, 25 years, if it's freight painting, bombing, I don't give a fuck. If you got a tag that's been riding for 10, 15 years or something like that, stupid or eight years. And then you see these fuckers go over it with like toss ups and shit, you know, that shit kind of pisses me off, but that's not the rules, but that's one of the rules I feel right. like should be necessary. But and it, it, it it's graffiti though, so you know, I mean, I ain't gonna say I haven't gone over someone I probably shouldn't have, right. but that's like the L.A. Steez. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, like, I know you went to L.A. and you went to Mexico. And we'll get in that in a minute, but like in L.A., it just kind of seems like sometimes, like when you're with the homies, like they give you the green light to kind of go over someone. <clears> and just I didn't really bomb out there this time. Like we got one spot that was fucking shit was crazy, but. I pretty much washed out for shoe because his Tico letters were way better than mine. And sometimes bombing's about business. It's about business, and you're putting the crew up, you know. Right. If 
you're better than me at a certain thing, and I'm, you're going to do it. You know, that's part of being a crew. So, yeah, we did some shit out there. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> but we didn't bomb L.A. a lot, though. So, But, yeah, the bigger the city, the more problems for or fucking opportunities for problems and drama and shit because, yeah, egos and shit. Hey, how long did you say you've been doing graffiti? <laughs> Technically, like, like... 20, 30 years? S- since, like... I don't know why, but I say, like, since I knew what tips were and, like, you know, different tips for paint, whatever, like, fat caps and thin tips, all that shit. But since I kind of started understanding what it was and, like, the tools was probably, like, 89 or 90, okay. 1990, you know? So I guess I don't know what the math is on that. That's a fucking He's lot. a high level. Just I, 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 I straight up am. But, yeah, it's been a while, you know? I would like to say 89 just because I'll be like, oh, I was fucking getting it in the 80s, but... Probably 90, you know? Okay, so around 30 years, shit. Yeah, it's been a... You know, I had my hiatus too where I stopped. Right. Just like tattooing, fucking. I've done that, and I get fucking sick of it because you don't develop a certain amount, and it's fucking hard as fuck, you know? So you kind of you got to take your breaks and shit, you know? Well, you've been doing graffiti for a long time, and a lot of illegal graffiti. I know you have some crazy stories. Oh, shit. One of the ones I do want, want to tell is like, I'm just going to talking about like getting released from jail and not not making it out and then getting re-arrested <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah i could tell that fucking story it's funny too like i was uh i got arrested for some you know just like doing tags actually with my my boy Ayola. but uh yeah i got arrested for that shit and i got out like two days later and when i was getting out i went into the building across the street to talk to Detective Ryball, you know, and that guy was around. If you guys know your shit, you know that fucking dude. But uh, they have this little display case in the in the side of the the detective side of the building where the police station is and shit. And they had all these old like, if you've been in there, you know, there's like these brass knuckles and knives and shit. But they're like from old gangsters in Denver, oh, like shit. like from the '40s and '50s and maybe even before, but. They cleaned it and it left it unlocked. The guy was walking away, so I snatched these fucking brass knuckles out of there. They're like some mobsters brass knuckles. I don't know the whole history on it, but yeah, they fucking saw me and they fucking swooped on me when I was walking out and arrested me. And so you got out of jail, walked graffiti. across the street to talk to the. Not even across the street, across, across the hallway. Yeah, pretty much. Building to building. Uh, yeah. How much time did you spend in jail for the. They gave me a theft charge and I got out like. The next, I think it was like a day and a half when I saw the judge. They let me back out. That's crazy. And then I was on probation for the graffiti shit for like a year. But that's when they used to freak the fuck out and try to give you fucking a felony every fucking time. For graffiti, huh? For each tag. They'd try to string you together because, you know, they fucking, you know, that's how they did it. And they'd get you with, try to get you with 10, 15 fucking charges. And they'd say it was $400 plus to clean off uh, all that shit. Westward box, you know, which is bullshit. We all know it, but the main thing is that when that happens, you just don't tell on yourself and then you sit in jail if you have to. You can't get bonded out and they got to prove it. And most of the time, I got my charges dropped. Like, you fucking, I think I've been arrested for graffiti 80 or 90 times. And I have two graffiti charges. Well, three. I have one and I have a warrant for graffiti in fucking New Mexico. But yeah, so I've only been. Arrested and charged with graffiti for th- like three times out of those ninety arrests or so. 
have you ever any, had any um, crazy situations with the cops where they're just acting nuts or just being dickheads? Like, oh, say, yeah, I've, had, I've had been beat up by the fucking Denver police fucking... Fuck, dude, I don't even know how many times. For real? Yeah, I have had my... Like, really had my ass beat a couple times. But, you know, where they fuck with you and they'll, like, you know, rough you up, slam you around and shit, throw you back in your car and drive you around, fuck with you, and then fucking let you go or... Or they'll just beat your ass, you know, when you're handcuffed. I had one time they, uh, I got zip tied by those fools behind my arms, and they let me go, and they left a zip tie on my fucking. Where did they drop you off at? They didn't even arrest me. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Did they kind of just drop you off? No, something? they didn't even put me in the car. They just like flexi cuffed me. Yeah. And like kind of fucked me up a little bit, and then they left me like right by the Capitol, and that the first alley going east of the Capitol right there. And what did you do? They saw me tagging. No, but I'm saying, did like once they let you go, like how did you get the cuffs off? Did you like what? What did you just go home or did you like? Yeah, fu- yeah. Did so you try to like fucking try to holler at someone? I mean, you're like a handcuff. So I was you? I was living on Ninth uh, and Sherman, and I just so you're wa- close. Yeah, I walked home and my fucking chick tried to cut him off with scissors and he couldn't cut with scissors. So we had to use like a steak knife and shit. It took a bit too, dude, to cut through those fucking zip ties. They were so. Did you fucking- cross anyone that looked at you hella weird because you're all kind of. Handcuffed? I mean, honestly? I don't remember. It was dark. I was just kind of embarrassed going back to my house. Like, when I got in my building, yeah, there's like, people in the elevator and fucking other people because, you know, it's a big-ass... It was a Sherman Towers. It's, like, the Mezio now or something. Right. Fuck. Looking at you hella weird. Yeah, that shit was fucked up. But, yeah, they, like, they just, like, slammed me around, took my shoes, flexi-cuffed me, and then let me go. And they took your shoes. Took my shoes. What kind of shoes did you? I'm just curious. Like probably shell toes back then, knowing me or Pumas or something. Fucking hip hop. That's the worst to take your shoes. Yeah, dude. And I had to walk home and that shit. And it was like, like early winter and shit. So it was like slushy. And this is back when it fucking still snowed in Colorado. You know. Right. But you know, it's better than going to fucking jail, especially back then, because you know you go in there for graffiti, they're gonna slap you with two felonies, and then like. Some misdemeanor criminal mischief shit, which usually you end up getting if you fucking admit to shit and you, you know. But yeah, there's all kinds of shit like that, dude. Or you just see fucked up shit when you're out at certain times, you know. Have you seen, being a graffiti writer, like you said, you are out all nights of the hour, all hours of the night. What kind of crazy stuff do you see like at night, just kind of roaming the streets or on a rooftop, like you know what I mean? Oh shit, dude! You'll be like. I don't know. Main thing is walking down alleys. I had to say in Denver, because where I'm from, they don't. There's not. There's no alleys in Portland. Like there are, but they're far and few between. Like right. they're not systematic like they're in Denver, which you know dumpsters are dope to tag on. But no, you see shit. You know, like there's like basement apartments and fools have their windows open. You know, you'll see people like boning and shit or like I've seen fools like shooting up drugs, snorting drugs. Have fucking, you ever seen homeless sex? Yes. I know, as Probably. a saber that talks about that, he's like, yeah. I've seen so much homeless sex, you would not believe it. <laughs> Shit, like, every, I, that's I, one thing that every writer probably sees, especially if you tag a lot. Yeah. You see some, na- yeah, dude, I can think of one right behind, uh, what is it, a squire on fucking Colfax? I seen I some nasty about. shit. I seen like a, a homeless dude taking a shit or piss or I think both. And one of my friends, this dude, uh, my homie Sire, is like science now. Old SK dude and a good friend of mine still, but he's seen the people fucking, and I seen the dude taking a shit, and then we told each other, and then we both seen him, you know, and it was just nasty, and it was like really close to each other. <laughs> it's like 
Yeah, you just see fucked up shit, dude. You see a lot of fucked up violence. You see car accidents. Right. Have you ever had to, like, fucking... Because I've heard a couple stories from the homies where literally, like, the cops are on them and, like, like having a duck in the homeless camp or with homeless people or... You know what I mean? Dude, the worst thing is, for me, is I I fucking hit in one of those grease traps once. One of those grease dumpsters, those little mini things they pull out of grease in there. Shut the fuck up, dog. I've never smelled something so fat. I got away, though. A grease dump was... I mean, I'm sure it wasn't full, but I'm sure there was... Oh, it was pretty fucking full. And it was when they had the bigger ones. So, like, now when you like say smaller. full, like, I mean, are your feet... Okay, I was standing in it. Right. So, but are your feet submerged? Yeah, because you have to duck down. So, I essentially, like, <laughs> either you could go on your knees, I guess, or I was, like, oh, kind of crouched down like you're shitting outside. Uh-huh. So, the grease was, like, almost to my neck. Shut the fuck yeah. up, bro. But it worked, dude. I got away. <laughs> and it was, like, I was fucked. And it was... Uh, oh, my God. I could, uh, fucking, where was that at? It was off Colfax, too. And it was, I don't, I don't remember their fucking restaurant. But, yeah, they were looking everywhere. And I probably think they just were like, they were Not standing yet. out there right by me talking. It's like, I don't know where you went. I think you might have went up there. And this and that. I thought I went on the roof. Or, they were looking for me for a minute. They weren't giving up. And, bro, I puked like twice in there. Like, I have never, so it wasn't that bad when you open it. But once you get in there and you crack that, like, Thick top layer of grease and you're standing right. in the other shit. It just smells like shit, death, like, dude. For real, like that has to be one of the most <sighs> disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty foul. Someone told me a story not too long ago. Actually, I want to say they are, they were in Portland, and you know the homelessness up there is crazy, crazy. It was when I lived there, and my friends that I know out there now say it's fucking way crazy. But they were talking about doing some graffiti, and like you really couldn't see, and they fucking basically stepped in a shit. Piss pool and fucking fell in that shit. Dude, I stepped in fucking human shit twice painting a crush. And they fuckers shit like in the alleys. Not to be vulgar about it and keep talking about shit, but yeah, like one of the EMF walls, I stepped in shit at the same spot two times in two different years because people like lean up against that pool and take a shit. It's fucking nasty. At least it wasn't like barefoot where it goes through your toes. <laughs> That would I had be shoes on. disgusting. Well, I mean, if you're doing graffiti and fucking sandals or fucking uh, yeah, Crocs. Uh, who knows in Denver? Shit. Right? Fucking hula hooping and getting tags on these motherfuckers. Dang, that's crazy, bro. Crazy, yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But you get used to that shit, man. It's like it almost doesn't like matter crazy. anymore. The weird shit you see and shit happens to you. Tell about a couple spots that really, that you kind of hit, that you like over the years, that kind of, you know what I mean, that were top-notch, those top-notch spots that you're kind of talking about. Man, graffiti now, it's, fuck, you can pretty much paint anything and get away with it, it almost seems, so I'd have to go back to, like, some old shit, like, on, uh, right by my old apartment down there on, uh, what is that, (coughs) Ninth Ninth and Broadway, there was this walkway when they were building that big-ass brown apartment building that's right there now. Kind of by the hospital? Ninth uh, and Sherman, kind of by the Gart Sports. Gotcha. Right, brothers, when it was oh, there yeah, yeah. Back in the day, about. so that big-ass one. Is, there was like a, like a covered walkway they built for the construction, and I painted like a piece on that shit all illegal. And that's back when this COVID bombing shit didn't exist, and there were people just kind of accepted graffiti. Like, motherfuckers see you, they'll call the cops, follow you. You know, 
So probably that in Denver. And I used to get, you know, I used to paint billboards too when I could climb and I wasn't an old piece of shit. So a lot of, I don't know, I like painting billboards on Colfax. Um, even though I sucked back then, it's just more of the mission. But I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question, to tell you the truth. It's more, for me, it's more about who I'm with and the experience than the spot, go to say. Right. Know? Even though the spot, you know, it matters, but. Yeah, it's always been more for the experience for me than, like, what spots I like better. I could probably tell you better stories about if I thought about that, but I don't know. It's a Denver's kind of, like, went through its phases with graffiti. Like, it kind of hit hard for a minute, then it kind of went away and kind of came back. And I want to say kind of one of the big things of that is probably the legalization of weed, us being the first people and just a lot of people really moving here. Don't you think, like, it kind of brought a lot of people to the city and kind of... Do you want to say, like, maybe rekindle it a little bit? You know, I'd say crush as a event and legalization. And being one of the, the, well, the first state to legalize it in the United States, right? Yeah, we're the first. Yeah, so you bring more people, you know, and the cost of living's high out here, too. So then you got, you know, it becomes like a destination for artists, street artists, graffiti artists, you know, because... You know, you want to go to places that are cracking and you're going to get the most recognition because that's all graffiti is, is like... It's like a like. You know, self-loathing shit so you can fucking be noticed. You know, that's what it is, you know? But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it probably... I think the weed industry brought more mural painters and street artists and graffiti gotcha. artists here. That makes so sense. I think... I don't know. That's a tricky one because there was, like, phases where... People are doing like innovative shit, new shit, and that, but that's kind of that period of graffiti. It was like that everywhere, right. you know, because everyone it was still kind of not new, but it was starting to fucking blow up. You know, you look at it like skateboarding, where it was like no one before, fucking did I, I it. Can, I can say that before the crush, like graffiti was like not really kind of accepted, and after well, kind of the years and years, it kind of got more accepted. And like you said, the murals kind of. You know, came in and shit like and that. You know, and I'm on this side of it, like, I don't know, a lot of, I'm just going to say it, but a lot of people are like, oh, fuck Bansky, fuck this street art shit, but I came from the a place where the both of those were okay, and they were like, like these dudes, uh, if you're old school from Portland, I, I bet you can still look them up, I don't know what they're doing now, but there's these dudes, and I know they're writers, and I can't tell you who they were, because I don't remember, but they had a crew called Art Effects, mm -hmm. and they are doing these big ass large-scale murals but they're doing it for like toyota and like little realistic spray-painted shit of like car ads and stuff and doing all this crazy shit so like i was influenced by that and like graffiti so coming out here i was already into like street art right. tagging doing stencils wheat paste and shit and in that point in time in graffiti they were like it's kind of like shunned on you know right. it's like oh you're a fucking toy you're fucking doing street art you're doing stencils you're doing wheat paste like that wasn't accepted like anywhere really at first and God still man. to this day but i don't know my thing is like it's a different avenue so you have graffiti right and then say you have stencils that's another avenue and then say you have wheat paste that's another avenue then you have stickers and then maybe you have like cutouts or you know what i mean like to me like the more stuff in the bag, you know what I mean, where they all tie it, when they finally start tying it all together, be like, oh, that's him doing all that? Like, you know? Yeah, and I was that guy, and still this day, I wrote names and done shit that people 
will give me props on or give props to and then mm. say like, oh, fuck Tusk. He's a fucking toy, you know? Right. But that's that shit you just live with and you don't tell people about, but that's that side of it, uh-huh. you know? I like, to, I, like, I like street art. I like seeing motherfuckers paint shit 20 stories high and I don't give a fuck if you projected it, you know? I don't give a fuck as long as it looks dope and I'm into that shit. I want to do that kind of shit and I'm still do graffiti, right. but... So, you are a graffiti artist, and you are a street artist. I, w- I would like to do more street art. I do more graffiti and street art. And I, I What's weird do- is, like, the street art rides a little more. Yeah, because usually that street art, these motherfuckers are getting paid to do the street art, art you know? And that's a whole different part of it, too, you know? So, let me ask you a question. Being that you're, you, know, you do both, like, does a street rider have the authority or the right... <laughs> to talk shit or discredit graffiti writers? Well, I'll just, give, so just like, make this straight let, right let now. Give, I'm let, a writer. Right, I'm me, a graffiti. Okay, right. go ahead. Let me give you like kind of an example. Say you're a muralist. And say, I don't know, say someone disses your shit. And you get on the gram and you start talking, you know, like you're a graffiti writer. You start well, using certain terms and certain shit like that. Like, do you have... Like, is it, you know what I mean? Do you, ha- I don't want to say do you have the authority, but like, you know? Like, because someone said in one of the prior podcasts, they're like, if you're a street artist or a muralist and someone goes over your shit, go over their shit. Yeah, but I'll just say this right now. Most street artists, they they're, yeah, they're, they're not, not about that shit. They're not you know about I mean? that life. So, but that's what I'm trying to say. So like, being a graffiti artist first, right. I, I got into graffiti and then I found street art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always been more influenced by like Euro style graffiti than anything or, you know, West coast graffiti too. But I don't know, like if you're using fucking spray paint, okay. You're not like when you're a street artist, spray paint wasn't really like a thing. Like graffiti artists made spray paint a thing. And then that's why companies like Montana and shit came out and made spray paint for graffiti artists. And that's what it was designed for originally. So a street artist going over a graffiti artist, I'm just going to say good fucking luck. You know, you better be ready for a barrage of shit because, right. you know, they're right. And that's the kind of thing that I honestly think that they don't that they don't get as far as street artists like graffiti as a whole is a full contact sport. It is. And that's another thing where you're knowing your history comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, you if cool. You're using designer paint to paint some beautiful shit. I respect that. But yeah, if you're cool. going to fucking sit, compare it to graffiti, well, that's my first love. Then I will be like, fuck street art. Fuck you, and I hope you're ready for what comes along with fucking ignorant bullshit that graffiti writers will do to people like that. You know what I mean? And it is what it is. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't painted over some people that just do street art because fools of my, the crew want to fucking go over them because they don't give a fuck about street art. Mm-hmm. So that's where my, I kind of have a, I don't know, a confusion because I like them both, but I'll fucking go over your street art with my graffiti, but I would... I'd feel weird going over like graffiti with street art, you know, like right. good graffiti with street art. But so. I mean, if you put up some street art and someone dissed your shit, I guess the kind of the way I was kind of told is like, if you do street art and someone disses you, you get your shit back, but you don't battle. Like you said, you don't battle a graffiti writer. You don't go out and start putting posters or stencils over their shit. You kind of try to maintain. Well, you look corny. You know, and if they go over you again and you meet them in the street, so then you fucking handle it. You know what I mean? 
but it's kind of like you said, it's kind of almost like, it is kind of toy or almost like useless to, you know, to go after them. I think it would be more of a thing where like, hey, why the fuck you keep going over my shit and let's handle this shit? You know what I mean? Because it does sound kind of like a little. See, that's confusing for me. I see both sides of it. Yeah. But it's going to come down to who has more fucking balls and gusto and fucking. You're, if, if you're a street artist and you've only done street art and you think you're going to fucking hang with even a mediocre graffiti artist in the streets, you're fucking mistaken. Like. If it goes there, yeah, that'd just be weird, man. I don't know. Like, I mean, they could be on that level. I mean, you could be up. That's the whole point of the name of the game, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you do street art, but you have a million fucking things riding, like, I mean, you can't take that away. Nope. And it, and then, again, your history comes in. If a street artist is painting with spray paint, doing cool shit and respecting the rules, yeah. the rules then that's that's cool. Now, now, one of the things that does kind of bug me, because I like doing street art too, but I hate when I see people doing wheat paste and they go over like graffiti, like for real. Like, that's a no-no. Yeah, if it's like a bunch of fucking people dissing each other, a bunch of fucking stupid-ass tags that suck, fucking... It's yeah, just that's a bunch one of thing. But I mean, if it's like a... Th- you don't put wheat paste over a throwy. Oh, no, I wouldn't even put it no. over a wall full of tags unless like a lot of that shit was crossed <laughs> out, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, that happens. I mean, that's that's kind of... Where knowing your history and knowing what you're doing comes right. into play again, I, you know, but that's their problem. <laughs> I don't know. Good. Yeah. Nah, it's all good. Hey, talking about like graffiti though, like fucking beef and I don't want to say violence, but that is a big part of it, huh? Yeah, it can be, and, and I'm weird about it, man. I, I you know, I'm not from like the fucking hardest areas and shit. <laughs> I did grow up around gang shit, but, you know, if someone's going to go over you and talk shit, eventually you're going to have to fucking fight that motherfucker so you can squash it or something, you know? But, and it also depends on who it is. Like, sometimes fucking when it comes to beef, like, yeah, you can just duke it out, but not a lot of people are going to respect that shit, you know? And I'm old school, so I'd rather just fight your ass than fucking stab you or shoot you or do any of that dumb shit. But... That's another thing. In different places in the world, different places in the country, that's different, you know? Like, L.A. graffiti, you know, there's, like, I've noticed, there's, like, there's that tag-banging element. It's because it came from those areas and shit, so that's just part of it. But when you're doing that shit out here, I don't know. If you're only from Denver, I get gang-banging, but I don't get the tag-banging shit in Denver. That's just, I don't know. It's kind of just, like, a little out of place. But then again, it is, but it's, it's stupid, but at the same time, graffiti comes fucking out of the hood sometimes. You right. know, there's there's different ty- Like, in Denver, it's weird. There's, like, Capitol Hill-style writers, and then you got your, like, federal writers, you know, in those mm-hmm. two areas. So it's like, you know, you're going to get that tag-banging aspect more from the federal side of the, like, writing community because they grew up around that shit. So I understand it on that point, you know what I mean, as long as they follow all those rules, too. But... I don't know. The violence is part of it, dude. Like, I, I, I think if you're going to write graffiti and you're not down to fight or get your ass beat or vice versa or whatever. If you're not then, willing to catch the heads, you probably shouldn't do graffiti. Yep. Keeping it, like, real. You been in any, any big-ass fights? Any fucking... Like, graffiti-related shit? Yeah. I just, I don't know if I really want to bring all that up, but, yeah. Uh, 
That's just something I'm not going to talk about because it just piss fools off. And oh, is that like kind of like just like local shit or you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's like out of state shit too. Like both places I've lived, I've had some beef. Have you ever been in just like a Royal Rumble? I've been in. A Royal I've been in Rumble some bar fights. Years. Yeah. Yep. The in last college, the man. last real one I was in was with fucking the homie Chris at Owens Harbor Lights that I used to work for. Or like, hey, I got crazy where we're fighting all these fools and breaking glasses over each other's heads and shit but that wasn't graffiti related that was just having a crazy night yeah that was just like yeah i've been in a few of those a lot of graffiti related shit though for sure yeah, if it it's security right. guards because they're trying to fucking act like they're the police and fucking trying to gnatch you up and shit and handcuff you i fucking i've beat up some security guards you know more than once i've gotten fights with security guards but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. I just don't really want to touch on it because people's fucking feelings are all I fucking, get it, I get it, I get it. You know. Well, shit, moving on a little bit, man, from graffiti, like, it kind of got you into tattooing, right? Kinda yeah. Kind of that door for you. Talk about that, how you got into tattooing. Oh. Shit, man, I was, it's been like tw- like 22 years ago, probably 20 years ago. But uh, the first place I apprenticed at tattooing and kind of got offered apprenticeship was at a legacy tattoo in Portland. And one of my buddies, Scott, he just kind of seen my artwork and he's like, dude, you'd be good at tattooing. So I fucked with it for a little bit. And I ended up moving to Denver. And then I was, uh, you know, just all my friends were getting tattooed at like dark millennia and shit. So I started hanging out over there and I met a lot of those dudes. And then it ended up turning into me apprenticing a low life tattoo and then after that, I kind of got out of the apprenticeship, and instead of like going and working at a shop, I was that dude that I just went and opened a shop. You know, my first shop, I and it was a praying mantis tattoo. I think I learned a lot of shit faster, but I think the smarter route would have been to like work for someone for a while. Right. But you know, different strokes for different folks. But yeah, I was always around tattooing, like you know that gang shit growing up in my fucking family, and then just seeing it, it was just interesting. And it was, like, probably the best fit for my style of art at the time. So I just kind of proceeded to get into it from there. And that's what I was going to ask next. What, how would you describe your, like, tattoo style? I don't even know what my tattoo st- Like, I could, like, go on for days about my, like, canvas style, my graffiti style, my illustrative style stuff. But with tattooing, I don't know if I even have a style. But I would say, like, you know, new school, you know like hybrid tattooing, like new school cartoony color work, you know? That's what I was going to say, cartoonish? Yeah. I've always, like, I'm not knocking realism, but it's just not my thing. There's so many fucking rules, and I kind of like, when I when I draw, I like to do, I like kind of like a storyteller. I like to create the character and its background and all the shit in my head, so naturally in tattooing, I just kind of went towards new school shit. It's because of what I liked, right. you know? But, like yeah. you say, you're into kind of. I mean, you want to. What kind of shit are you into? Like, I would say, like, I don't want to say. I wouldn't say like. Like tattoo wise. Yeah, I'm getting at like transformer. Like the you know you're into the fucking. Oh, I'm into some nerdy shit, dude. And like I'm a like pop culture shit. Like. You know, I grew up. I was a comic book enthusiast and nerd, but you know, I was like that. I was into comic books, but I was down to fucking fight type shit, you know? And I, right. Even since I was younger, I just like, I like cartoons. I still watch cartoons and shit, man, and Let me ask you a quick question. And... Were you ever into G.I. Joe? 
Like as far as comic books or no? I was into G.I. Joe, but I know I wasn't into it as much as you were, but I did well, watch that's, it that's and kind of, I collected the toys. That's kind of the thing right there is like within this last four months, I've been on the YouTube and just watching random shit and there is so much shit that I didn't know. That is in the comic book, and I'm like, how the fuck did I miss that shit? Like the whole. Well, the comic book was after. So you know, GI Joe, they made the. Oh fuck! Here's my nerd side shit, but like, the toys were made. The 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 cartoons were made to sell the toys. So right. they they had the toy pretty much first. They made the story. The cartoon came from it. You know. Yeah. So that's like, and then the comic book. You know, comic book is after all of it, too. Was it? No, the comic book was first, wasn't it? I, I, no, I so just watched the shit the other day. The toy, the G.I. Joe's. Well, the original like, toy. But yeah. I'm saying, I'm not talking about the, the fucking shit. When, I might when, be wrong, but I'm, I'm talking about sure. like the, the 80s shit. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm not talking about like the original, but I'm talking about like the first Snake I don't know, Eyes and all that Google shit. You should Google that shit, but I'm pretty I sure. I just watched it the other night, too. But like one of the things that I never knew, and I just found out recently, and I'm a huge Snake Eyes Storm Shadow fan. Who isn't, dude? If you don't like those two characters, dude, I, never I had the knew. storm shadow with the skis and the snows in Colorado. I never knew Zartan disguised himself as Storm Shadow and killed the true master. And he's the one that killed him. And when Storm Shadow was running away, he got blamed for it. I never knew that. I think they touched on that in the movie, the first year. Oh, I never. Movie, no, right? not the, no, that's was not the, the Snake Eye, the third one, the, the one I haven't seen, the Snake Eye Storm Shadow one. That's probably what they cover everything. You're supposed to go that. see me with that. That yeah. shit was, people are hating on that movie, but. I've still been searching, but yeah. I can't find it. Like, I mean, I, I think it's on the one that I don't, you know what I mean? The provider I don't want to, I don't have or don't want to pay for. And, and G.I. Joe has some cool fucking villains, man. I, I hate to say it, like, even when it comes to Star Wars and shit, I'm into the villains. I like everything about it but I'm in the villains and uh who is your favorite villain then on G.I. Joe <sighs> besides Storm Shadow well Storm Shadow is more of an anti-hero well that's the like thing too I never even like knew a that. Deadpool he, was, he kind yeah, of played exactly was best I never knew him. he was down with the Joes and then went yeah. back he went back and forth he, like, he, he played to his advantages yeah. to succeed for his own personal gain which is pretty dope you know so he's more like a anti-villain kind of like Deadpool or some shit like yeah. that you know like who besides a him, mercenary though? or something? Um, I dude, villains Cobra Commander, dude. He's just dude, tight. Yeah. Uh, he was the fucking funny voice. Destro was cool too, but he didn't look as cool. I like as... Firefly, especially in the movie, he's like that fucking British, just big, stocky, like I'm yeah. gonna kill you, motherfucker. Like you know what I mean? Fucking GI Joe. The favorite thing for me from GI Joes was their toys, dude. Like, oh yeah, hands down, because they were like the first. Fucking toy company, in my opinion, to do like the character to vehicle ratio thing in my and all the accessories, all the shit. Like they had Star a Wars was tight. Car. Star Wars was tight, but it didn't have the accessories. Oh, they did though. You know like I mean? GI Joe is a different thing, but Star Wars had a lot of shit. But yeah, they didn't have all the, you know, like when you get GI Joes, you'd have a bunch of different guns and like backpacks. Yeah. Like when and you shit. get Snake Eyes, you get a backpack, you get a sword, you get a machine gun, and a and a wolf. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For real, it don't get much better than that. I love those toys back in the day. My main shit was Ninja Turtles, though. Still to this day, it's like my favorite shit. But I liked, I liked the packaging of the toys. You know when you go buy that shit and like. They had, like, their little stack cards in the back and the artwork. And this way it was packaged. I'm still into that, and I'm, like, pursuing a toy company at the moment. Right. Taking forever fucking financial shit, but I'll get there eventually. But I love the packaging, especially, like, 80s and early 90s shit. Like, it was all about the commercial that sell you on it and all the marketing. And What do you think about, like, even, the, like, the newer? Because I was buying some G.I. Joe's probably, like, about five years ago for the anniversary when they would come out. And, like, I bought a Storm Shadow, bro, and he came with, like, 
literally like 50 weapons, like Chinese stars, the whole Yeah, everyone mind, loves bro. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Fuck. That was the dope shit back but then. But yeah, dude, I like all that shit. G.I. Joe was, the toys were tight. The The cartoons were cool because I liked the toys, but they're still kind of corny, especially at the end. Like, what is that shit at the end? Like oh, the, the little... B, uh, um, the tip, the little um, Great American, what is it? It's like, you can, yeah, I I don't know. How do I not know this, bro? It's like, what is? I remember this one still from when I was a kid. It's like they're swimming a lake and the lightning uh-huh. came out and shit. Oh, get out of the water. You know, go Joe or whatever the fuck. I forget what the saying was. Oh, but uh, Fuck, how did we not know it? Yeah, no. It's because you're high, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm from Oregon, motherfucker. We, sli- we swim in the river and the lakes when there's fucking thunder now. We didn't give, our parents didn't kick us out of there. It's like only you can fucking some shit like that. I'm trying to only you can know. Yeah. Fuck. Or no one is half the battle. That's it, <laughs> right no there. No one is half. There's the battle. motherfuckers listening to this. Can listen to this later. Like, well, how do you not know that? They like knew it right away. Cause oh. we're uh, almost an hour deep in the podcast, and I'm high as fuck. I know, me too. Probably said a bunch of dumb shit already, but nah, this is actually really, really good interview, bro. Real good right podcast. On. I definitely appreciate you coming on by, man. Fucking super down for you, bro. Anytime. Hell yeah. I'm fucking. Um, what, I was gonna ask you something, and I, you, you're a concert head like me, man. I know you've been to some amazing shows. Can you talk? Tell me a couple of the shows, and I know you seen Tupac when you was yeah. Young. Well, I see. It was a breakup dancer for uh, <laughs> or backup dancer, and he was doing like backup vocals and shit and like ad libs for. Uh, he was fucking, first coming out with digital, huh? Yeah, it was at the Roseland Theater in Portland. Um, yeah, dude, that show was fucking crazy. So, like, I have a very few shows, I'd say, like, that are, like, epic as shit. And I didn't know who Tupac Owen was there. And I know everyone hates me for it. I'm not a huge fan to this day. Whatever. Well, like you said, you're more of an underground, like, you know. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> that show was crazy because... After after the show, it was so fucking hype, and it was, like, on the upper level. I think there was, like, two venues in that place, downstairs and one upstairs. Like, the fucking floor collapsed after everyone left. Like, a couple hours after, it just <laughs> collapsed. But it was crazy when I saw that show. Like, yeah, Tupac was in the back. They had these two chicks on stage, and, like, they didn't leave the stage. Whenever they did, like, gaps between the shows, because it was, like, that kind of show. You know, they go change their clothes and shit. And uh, they never leave the stage. And at the end of that show, you know, they're throwing like out like big ass like bags full of fucking joints and nice. fucking ounces of swag weed and shit, which was weird in Portland. Like it brought that shit up there. People were like, "What the fuck is this shit?" But uh, those chicks, anyways. The point is, those chicks wouldn't didn't leave the stage. And at the end, fucking, they're out there like oh da da, and then they like go down to like eat each other out. But then she grabs these pearls, and you can tell them they're just coming out of her fucking. Either a pussy or out of her panties, whatever, right. the, wherever the fuck they're coming out Jeez, of. They're out there on the stage just the whole time. So it's just like extra nasty that that fool's so perverted that he had that part of his show or these chicks were pulling out these well, shits you know, out of the I was going to say, Shock G's a freak, RIP. All those he fools was, are freaky, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what was that movie that um, they did? For the video? No, it was like an actual movie with Humpty in it and shit. Uh, is it better? Not better off dead. It's something else. That dude has the dick nose. That the dude <laughs> that owns a house. You don't know what movie I'm nah. talking about? Oh, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. My homie Quote would know. That's like one of his favorite movies. But, yeah, if you're here this, look up Humpty 
in a movie with a villain with a dick nose. It's a <laughs> fucking good ass movie. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, bro. Yeah, but the whole group's in that shit, and it's they like get trapped in this junkyard, like fucking freaky deaky house and shit. It's crazy. It's a good fucking movie. Can't remember what that shit's called. I want to say Better Off Dead, but that's that one where that dude's like, I want, to I say want my $5 or my $2, and he's chasing around and shit. I'm going to have to, I don't want to Google it the way you told me to Google it when I get home, but I'm going to have to I'll see. I'll ask Quote. I'll hit that full up, and he'll know. I'll let you know. I'll send you this. The last time I watched it was on YouTube. Hell yeah. So. Hey, talk about your, your shit going on right now, man. You got a, a tattoo studio, you know what I mean? You got an art studio, always well, designing I don't want to call it a tattoo studio because I'm going through that. Like, I don't know, man. So just a little where I'm at with all that is like I still, you know, I love tattooing. I'm going to do it forever, you know. But I wouldn't call it a tattoo studio. I call it an art studio where I tattoo out of here and there to pay the bills and shit because and, I like to tattoo, but... So I have like a small gallery, and uh, and then the, in that gallery have a few studios. I actually rent out a studio to uh, the homie Ketter, the homie Suave, the homie Quote, myself, and then my cousin's in there. He does like drafting and stuff. He's you know kind of the financial dude. Right. Thanks, cousin. But uh, yeah, so we kind of what I'm trying to do over there is I'm I'm opening a store that's invite only. I'm gonna have. I just want a place where, like, people that are trying to, like, say if you're an MC, you can come over and hopefully I can turn you on to some shit on how to market yourself. At the same time, help you with, like, an album cover, business mm -hmm. card and shit, shirts. And the same time, I want to be a place where people that are trying to get into that sort of thing where they can come, hopefully spend a little money, and then learn about it, you know? Right. I, that's kind of my ultimate goal at that place. And I'm starting a toy company, too, so, like, the real... The main thing about it is, like, my main goal as a collective over there is to have a place where you have your studio. So whatever you're creating in your studio, you have a gallery so you can, you know, display your work. And then, like, place a place to create and display. Yep. And a place, a store where you can sell our shit, too, and our merch, you know. Kind of, that's kind of the goal, to have a studio with a gallery with a store and all the shit to do everything, you know. You guys already had a couple art shows, right? Yeah, we've done a we've done two. The first show was a the puzzle. Yeah, it was a autism awareness show that the homie Coda and his wife put on for their daughter who has autism and raised some money for that. And the second one was a because I rented out for like depending on the event, but usually about two fifty for a pop up night, and I help you do like a flyer and all this shit. So if you're interested, hit me up on Instagram on Fuzzy Monster, and uh, we could talk if you want to do pop up. But I, I'm pretty limited on who I'll let go in there as long as you're motivated and you're being innovative and you're doing some shit you know and you take it serious you know I'll you know give you the venue and it's small and it's cheap to do just to give people those opportunities that I wish I had when I was first getting into like graphic design and graffiti right. and just kind of helping helping them out shit yep help you help while you help me kind help of thing you, you know me. and then help everybody and it's like just trying to have a place that has some kind of collective love, and there's not all that fucking ego and everyone talking shit about each other and all that bullshit, you know, which, you know, we all talk our shit, but it's mainly I'm just trying to create a place that has, you know, creates opportunity for myself, my friends, and people involved in the studio, and people outside the studio if they want to come check it out and just kind of 
give you all the information we have and shit, you know. So that's kind of what we're doing over there. Just like, yeah, it's a gallery in a store with studios and fucking, you know, everyone's welcome and shit. Trying to figure all that out, you know. Just trying to create a place that's fucking I can, like I said, do my thing and then fucking sell my shit, you know. At the same time as learning about like marketing and all that, and I'm pretty open to all that shit too. And would like to learn some shit from people too if they want to come around and hang out, you know. For sure, for sure, man. Shit. Fuck. Hell yeah. Well, shit, man. You got any kind of final thoughts? Any any shout-outs? Any, any... Nah, man. Just mad love to all the homies and shit, you know? Yeah. The crews. Fucking TKO killing it right now. That's dope. Like seeing everyone get put on and shit and do shit, man. So, I don't know. Just Denver's dope right now. I like Denver. Yeah, for real. A lot of shit happening. Yep. Before we leave, any advice you give out to the young riders out there? Fucking Besides learning. the obvious learn history. Yeah, I was gonna learn your fucking history. No, I'm just kidding. Fucking just keep doing keep pushing. Keep pushing, doing your shit. Be creative. Do fuck what people really say unless they're if they're not helping you out, fuck them. You know what I mean? Just kinda do your shit. You know? That's about it. But don't be afraid to take advice either. A lot of cats are hard headed nowadays. Yeah, and that but see on that, I would just say just from the get, if you're hard headed and you don't want to take advice, well, good luck with exactly. your progression and keep shit, you know. You you don't learn when you're talking, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that goes for myself, too. I'm not just saying. Yeah, we ain't ever too old to learn, like we said earlier. The moment, you, the moment you stop trying to learn or getting rid of your ego or even thinking you know everything, that's when you stop learning, so. Exactly, bro. So sometimes, Words you know. Words to, to pay attention to. I can't say much shit about, you know, I still battle with my own ego and shit, you know. Probably a lot less than a lot of motherfuckers, but. Especially people that preach on that shit, too, and then they got the hugest ego. That's fucking crazy. But, yeah, man, just know your history and ask questions and just know you don't know shit and you don't, you're never going to know everything. Exactly. So. Message. Message. All right, bro. Like I said, we appreciate you once again. Tuss one, you know, you're in the building. Shit. Tuss 36. You know what I'm saying? There's other tusks out there, and I know about you guys. <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> Don't let me come to your city. There's one that's good. All right. Well, like, check it out. There you have it. You know what I mean? Another episode in the books. You can catch us on all platforms. Shit. Check out Be Good. Check out your boy Joe Thunder. Tusk One. Fuzzy Monster. Fuzzy Monster 36. Yeah, some dope-ass digital. Like, he can do some shit for you. Like, and you want some next level shit, hit him up. I am for hire. <laughs> for a small fee. All right, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.